Welcome to The Mockingcast, the podcast of Mockingbird Ministries. I'm David Zoll, your host, and in just a few moments, I'll be joined by my co-hosts, Sarah Condon and RJ Heyman. We come to you every other Friday to explore a few of the places where we currently see grace and its absence playing out in unexpected and compelling ways. We're glad to have you with us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God. Last time we talked about the bondage of the will. Now we're going to talk about something a bit uh, more hopeful. Now for um, something completely different. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, the, the uh, that member of the Trinity that usually gets the least burn, um, pun intended, I guess. Yeah. Flaming tongues. Boo. The Holy Spirit is is something that's quite confusing, and Christians, of course, have have really fought about this over the years. And yet, it there's it is an incredibly important subject, uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, uh, and not only just subject, but reality in the Christian life. Now, I thought I'd begin by reading our glossary entry, which was written by my younger brother, Simeon Zoll, who's like a world What does expert. he know? He's, uh, he's, he's, he's actually <laughs> written, uh, uh, he's uh, The Holy Spirit and Christian Experiences, his book that's coming out, which is kind of a, a real uh, definitive work about this. So he's a pneumatologist, which is a fancy word for someone who studies the Holy Spirit. That's what pneumatologist Doesn't he like teach us some fancy it's place a, in England or something too? fix my asthma. <laughs> We're both making jokes. <laughs> it, it sounds like a Sorry, pneumatic. We're so Here impressed with you, genuinely. He says, how is God present to us today? In New Testament times, the answer was pretty easy. God is present to us in Jesus of Nazareth. If you wanted to be near God, you simply needed to find this Jesus character and follow him around. Things, of course, are somewhat different now. Jesus is no longer present in the way he was in the Gospels. Indeed, God can often seem completely absent from the world. It is much harder to say with certainty God is here or God is there than it was when Jesus was wandering around Galilee and eating meals and being born in mangers. Perhaps anticipating this problem, the Holy Spirit was sent to be with us in Jesus's place, John 16, 7. So nowadays, when Christians talk about how we know God, how we experience God, the practical and concrete ways he is involved in the world from day to day, we are talking first and foremost about the Holy Spirit. For example, if we say that God makes himself known to us through scripture, we talk about it being inspired by the Spirit. That is, God is present through the Bible insofar as the Spirit speaks to us through it. The same sort of thing has often been said of the sacraments and, one way or other, the church. It is also true of the personal immediacy and guidance associated with Pentecostal and charismatic experience and conversion experiences. The Spirit, then, is very important. It is where the idea uh, of God becomes the reality of God in our lives. For our purposes, though, a few further themes associated with the Spirit are of particular interest. One, the Spirit creates freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17 is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Two, the Spirit gives life, particularly to the dead. That's Genesis 2.7, Ezekiel 37.3-6, Romans 8.11. Three, the Spirit is present in the experience of judgment upon sin, as well as in suffering and being led into the wilderness. John 16.8, Romans 8.22-23, Luke 4.1-2. Fourthly, the Spirit is the source of creativity. Genesis 1, 2 through 3, and Psalm 104, 30. So that's Simeon. 
And I will go back to him in a little bit. But the Holy Spirit, it's not, uh, you know, it's, there. We, we don't really, at least the three of us don't belong to churches where the Spirit is really talked about that comfortably or that often or that publicly or that aggressively. I mean, I do go to a church called Holy Spirit. Yeah, Holy tell us, Sarah. <laughs> Over to you. Over to you, Miss Mrs. Holy Spirit. So do it just tell, is, it's really funny to hear you talk about this because I feel like we could be talking about fried chicken because you're just like, we we're uncomfortable with fried chicken. Like we're not sure what to do about fried chicken. And I'm just in here thinking, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable talking about fried chicken. I think, you know, while I did grow up in the Episcopal church, I, first of all, I grew up in an Episcopal church full of former Baptists and other sort of more conservative traditions. And so for me, um, I'm really comfortable talking about the Holy ghost. And, um, also am completely bowled over like on a regular basis when I think about how often the spirit shows up in my life. Um, which I, what I will say though, Dave, that I appreciate you kind of acknowledging in our denomination, that's not comfortable for people. Um, you know, it's not, that's not a thing people talk about a lot, but I do think the more that I have let myself go there, the more that I have, I mean, I wrote that piece. I remember for Mockingbird, um, New York city last year about the woman who was basically like paralyzed, who like laid down on my lap on the airplane and like, and it was like very like, Oh, this, this is the Holy spirit. I mean, that's what, this is what's happening right now. Like we're in the midst of that, you know? And so I think the more that I kind of acknowledge that stuff, the more that I realize that's happening. I mean, you know, the story I told on the last episode about being with my daughter in the bathroom and her saying, oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing things I don't want to do. Like that to me is the Holy Spirit kind of intervening in that moment and saying like, um, your child is suffering and she needs compassion. So I don't know. I mean, I, I do, I do find myself envious at times of traditions where the spirit is just more acknowledged and more talked about. Um, but you know, I'm really taking it on as my rally cry, so I feel good about us turning this Holy Spirit ship. Good, on. good. RJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm talking to people, I guess what I realized at some point was to the degree that we talk about, and Davey sort of said this, interfacing with God in our daily lives in the world, we're talking about the Holy Spirit because, you know, what the mm -hmm. creed tells us is God the Father is in heaven. God, the mm -hmm. Son, Jesus has ascended to the right hand of the Father, which means they're both up there, and I'm not. I'm still down mm -hmm. here, which means the part of God that inter that that does it work in the world in me, um, and and anything I see is the Holy Spirit. So if you if you have any experience of God at all, you have interfaced with the Holy Spirit. At the same time, it does seem like the job of the Holy Spirit sort of not to call attention to himself, but rather to point to God the Father and God the Son. It's almost, you know, Jesus compares the Holy Spirit to the wind, and it's like you can't see the wind, but you see the, the leaves blow. You feel the wind, right? You see its effects, but, but you don't actually see it. And I love what he says to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, you know, the same chapter where he says, you know, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that John 3, 16, um, says, uh, the wind blows where it wants. Where it comes from and where it is going, nobody knows. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And I love that because it means to the degree that our lives feel kind of out of control and unpredictable and we're led 
places we never expected, which has definitely been yeah. part of my life, like that is the yep. Holy Spirit. It, it's sort of the force of the unpredictable in our lives. And I remember one particularly difficult moment in my life where I felt like uh, we were we were being led in an unanticipated and honestly quite painful direction. And this song came over the radio called Going Whichever the Way the Wind Blows by this guy named Pete Drogue, who I'd never heard of before. Um, he's kind of a minor you know, rock and roll guy. But the chorus was, um, going whichever way the wind blows, let it go, it will get easier, just enjoy the ride. And I basically totally lost it. My wife and I were sitting in a restaurant. It was just like, here come the waterworks. Um, because I felt like it was in the middle of a Holy Spirit moment. And the song was like a, a reminder to me that in spite of the fact that I was totally out of control, God knew what he was doing by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just needed to kind of like give into it and enjoy the ride and let go a little bit because I didn't actually have much choice in the matter. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to do what the Holy Spirit's going to do. I also think there's something, I have to say this as a woman, I really do, that like is interesting to me about the Holy Spirit. It's the one, like, and I know we say he and the... um Nice and creed, I think. Now I'm looking at you guys for direction, yeah. right? Isn't yeah. that way? He, yes, you're nodding. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's just the nice and creed. Um, it, it the Holy Spirit does become this one gender ambiguous like thing member of the Trinity for people. Like people will use the feminine, which you know, TBH. We haven't agreed on that yet. Um, so it's a little weird to use it. But what I think about when I think about the Holy Spirit is actually like, who does the Holy Spirit sound like to you? Um, because for me, the Holy Spirit always sounds like my um, paternal grandmother, always. Um, so when I've had a voice that's sort of nudged me into doing something, it's always, it, that's the other thing I would say about the Spirit is it it is this being that is so freeing, right? This thing that happens that's so beyond us. And also it's very familiar, or at least that has been my experience of it. It's, you know, it's it sounds like my meme all. So yeah, um, I th I think that's beautiful. Anyway. I mean, what, I think one of the because we when you hear the Holy Spirit described, you hear the Holy Spirit described as comforter and as counselor mm -hmm. and all these things. One of the things that Simeon is is sort of one of the cutting. Also, ladies are all up in people's business. Well, I mean, let's just he says it. that actually the, one of the things the Holy Spirit does is it's like convicting you of sin. It's, <laughs> it's there. It's not just... I mean, I don't know of a better description of a meme all than all of the things you just he's said. He's like, he's like there's, it's, it's, it's at work in negative experiences. And it is the reason you, we, can, we can go into church confident that the law has been preached. The Holy Spirit has been preaching the law to people all week, readying them to hear the gospel and that you don't actually, independent of scripture, in fact. And that's uh, that's one of the great, that that's an incredible thing, actually, to, if you really take that at its word, that, and the spirit is at work in the preaching. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I think also one of the, the cheap shots we take always at the prosperity gospel or at uh, sometimes at Pentecostalism in general, because it just is, it seems kind of alien when you really, the language is so different and whatnot. But what is going on a lot of times, the reason those, those things are growing, despite all of the kind of wonkiness that sometimes comes along with the theology of glory and personal fulfillment and American dream stuff, but it's people that are not just talking about God. They're talking to God, and it is the the reason the Holy Spirit is present tense God. It's not talking about just 2,000 years ago or just mm -hmm. in the future in heaven. It's like 
right now. Mm -hmm. Let's talk to God. And that, the word for that is the Holy Spirit. And so mm -hmm. sometimes I think there's a tendency, especially in, in um, this, you know, uh, Protestant circles or when we talk about law and gospel or reformation, and you kind of hard, you can harden these things. And the Holy Spirit is always dynamic. And um, it's not a head trip, like to the extent that we're dialed in, there's something always, when tears are involved, RJ, like when, 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 when you start doing things that you never thought in the actual present tense, and it's not just an idea you've got. It's actual happening to you. I think that that is our our word for it. And and ultimately, like I what I would say also about just our Pentecostal brothers and sisters is like part of the reason people love them is because they believe in healing. Mm -hmm. And we say that we believe in healing, but then when we start talking about healing, we're we get all nervous. Like, mm, I need to get nervous. You know? I don't want to overpromise. I don't want to make God like dependent right, exactly. on this and thing. so I think, but I think when, you know, when you're the kind of person that would never give a homeless person money and you give a homeless person money or you're the kind of person that like won't, you know, remember to hug your husband on a daily basis and you let a stranger put their head in your lap, that's healing, actually. Mm. It's transformation. That's you being healed. That's healing. Yeah. Here's the other thing that um to me is so important about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit means you don't have to try to change people or yourself, mm. because number one, you can't do it anyway. And number two, it's yeah. not your job, which is yeah. why the Holy Spirit is so helpful in relationships. Because let's face it, when you get into a relationship with someone else, especially if it's intimate, like marriage or parenthood or whatever, you always want to change them. And of course, you always want to change yourself because you're not happy with who you are and you wish you were different. But the Holy Spirit means you don't have to do that because there's someone who knows you better, loves you more, has more power than you do, has your best interest at heart, has a longer view than you do, who is doing that for you. It means you can just kind of like relax into your life a little bit. And as Pete Drogue said, you know, go whichever way the wind blows and uh, let it go. You know that it 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 is. Yeah, I mean that's I find that's that deeply comforting. No, that's why a like what they say a robust pneumatology, which means just a strong belief in the work and activity of the Holy Spirit, is the cornerstone of any sort of theology of grace. Because yes. we really don't believe we're out there to change people. We really believe you preach the gospel to the extent that mm -hmm. you can, and the Holy Spirit does the rest. And that's not just a way of letting ourselves off the hook for uncomfortable, com com you know, conversations. It's based on the fact that that, that we, you see real transformation in people's lives, brought about by the Spirit in ways that are so much cooler, and and more kind of counterintuitive than we would ever think. One of my uh, our twelve step sort of brothers once said to me that in AA, uh, the compulsion to need to change another person is taken as a lack of faith. Yeah. Which I find powerful. Yeah. Like if you really, if you really thought there was a God, you wouldn't feel the need to straighten to try everyone to change out. somebody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is webisode. It, excuse me. Minnesota. That's just a terrible word. It sounds like minestrone. It, it I told like, you not to. I hate, I hate you both. Now, it sounds like cathode. I mean, let's let's, let's call it uh, the mini episode number two. That is it at a close. And come, Holy Spirit, come. That's all I got to say. I'll talk to you guys in another week or so. All right. Yep. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can find us on the web at www.mbird.com. 
And we'd always love to hear from you at info at mbird.com. Audio production for The Mockingcast is provided by the Narrativo Group, and if you like what you've heard, please do drop over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Until next time. Praise the Lord.